You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. I walked into the studio today, well, more of a, a waddle today. Very uncomfortable. My knee is killing me after playing in the media softball game this weekend. We'll get to that later on in the show, but it was a very weird-looking waddle that I have because of my knee injury. I did do something stupid. It was dumb. Doug warned me not to do it, and yet I did it anyway. And we'll get to that later on in the show. There's a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff to get to today. Jeremy Lamb hits a crazy 50-footer to win the game against the Toronto Raptors last night. Oh, Jeremy Lamb! The Hornets also beat the Boston Celtics the night before. How about that? After begging the Hornets to give you a trophy win. Just really anywhere on the season. The last one they gave you was San Antonio, and they do it against Boston, and they do it against Toronto on the road, second night of a back-to-back. Look at Jeremy Lamb with his hair on fire! It was incredible. Watching that live, getting to see him throw that up again, 50 feet. I can't remember any shot like that. I remember there was one time, and maybe you can help me with this, Doug. I remember Baron Davis hit... And 90-footer? 89 feet. Is that what it was? It was 89 feet. And I think that was at the end of the half or at the end of a quarter sound. But it wasn't at the end of the game. And it wasn't to win it, I don't believe. But that's one I did get to watch live and was and was fascinated by, certainly at the time. But as we see a lot of people tweet out, it was as absurd a buzzer beater as we've seen in the last 20 years. Only Tyreek Evans had one that was just a little bit longer than what Kimba's was to win a game. But other than that, Jeremy Lamb gave you something last night that you just don't see all that often. And you hadn't seen anything further besides the Tyreek Evans buzzer beater in 20 years in the NBA. In freaking sane. It was amazing. It was outstanding. It was the Jeremy Lamb Miracle Prayer Rainbow Express shot (laughs) after bobbling the ball. Think about all the things that Jeremy Lamb had to do just to get the shot up in time. There was less than five seconds to go in the game. It was incredible. And uh, that Baron Davis shot, by the way, I believe it was to end the third quarter. Go to SB Nation. John Boyce did a great like mini documentary on that Baron Davis shot. Incredible. So you have Jeremy Lambs to add to that now. I want a documentary on that shot. I'm sure there will be one. We have a lot of stuff to get to based on that shot alone, but also that shot took the number one storyline among a bunch of big storylines surrounding the Hornets. It, it took away just the sheer magnitude of that shot alone. It took away from, oh hell, they actually got a win against Toronto, a team that is in the top three, top five in the Eastern Conference, so actually a good basketball team. It took away from what you had the night before. It was a very good win against the Boston Celtics. Great win. This is a team that has already transitioned to playing the young guys. Doug, they didn't even have... This was the same exact roster that they put out there where we all laughed at even a shot that they were going to beat the Houston Rockets just a couple of weeks prior. Yeah, this is without Nick Batum, their most expensive player, and without Tony Parker, who I think you could argue outside of Kimball Walker was one of their most key players to their early season successes. So you don't have either of those guys. You don't have the French tandem. And you go out there with this group of young guys. But Walker, I'm going to say that it's not as surprising to me 
as I think it would be to a lot of other people. Because I think you have young guys who have been getting prepared for these moments all season. We've seen Billy Hernan Gomez step in and have good games for this Charlotte Hornets team. We've seen both Devontae Graham and Dwayne Bacon do well in Greensboro. It's not like these players are coming exactly out of nowhere. Also, they're playing with nothing to lose. Like, they have to show out right now, and they probably have some of the freshest legs in the NBA. <laughs> it's the Locked On Hornets podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can find the show on Twitter and most social media platforms at Locked On Hornets. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson, L-O-H, and he is getting a lot of love on Twitter. I gave you your 100th like, by the way. On, I gave it to you. I saw that it was at 99. I thought, I'll throw a little love mark in there. Threw it in there. Now you got triple dig on. Oh, wow. I have to check this out. I really yeah. haven't even paid all that much attention You're getting to some it. love. Well, you went Twitter crazy. You didn't go as crazy as Chris Kroger, who we'll get to in a second, but you went Twitter crazy. <laughs> You went Twitter crazy after you got to see Jesus take the wheel for Jeremy Lamb's shot. What a and it great actually went quote. In. It was a great quote. Jeremy Lamb, who if you cover the Charlotte Hornets or at least listen to any audio of these players and have followed them certainly very closely the last five, four years or so, you know that Jeremy Lamb is not one who you think of as very good with the media. I think he has gotten better. But how about that quote that he gave to Ashley Shamady? Yesterday, after that game, and even had some good ones after that game in the locker room. But you go ahead, Doug, because this is all you after getting a lot of love on Twitter following that quote. Well, listen, I just transcribed the quote, and I think I, I think I transcribed it slightly incorrectly too. So points <laughs> to me for uh, you know getting getting all the likes you for didn't doing something it. slightly fine. wrong. Uh, yeah, he said, I, I want to thank Jesus Christ because that's the only way that shot went in. The reason that's so funny to me is because, you know, you're seeing it all the time now with March Madness. Guys come off the floor, they have a good game, and they say, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank God for putting me in this situation. So it's. It's uh, something that I'm sure a lot of players uh, mean with all of their heart. There wasn't the a same humor time, element to other comments. This had the humor element to it. Yeah, the, what, what I'm saying is like it has become a little rote in, in sports. And so Absolutely. he puts his own little spin on it, which is I'd like to thank Jesus Christ because that's the only way <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that shot went in. Can we, you ha- can we have rote as our... Is our new word, maybe? Ooh, is that the ooh, one that we yeah. could maybe try so, to implement as much? Yeah, so we're looking for a word right now, like stalwart, that that we feel like we can uh, shoot into the, the, the stratosphere of the English language, put it back on the map, like we feel like sports radio has done for the word stalwart. So wrote, I think... Is, is definitely, we'll put it, it's a nominee for sure. And we stumbled upon it. I like that that came up organically where you did use it, but I you never hear that word. At least in, in my experience, I never hear it. I like that that is about, and at least we stumbled upon that organically. I want to take a break. We'll come back. We've got plenty more on the shot. We've got plenty more on a lot of the younger players. Can we call that the shot? We can certainly call it that afterwards, but it, it, the shot is still going to belong to Alonzo Mourning. That's not going to get beaten, but it's pretty close, man. Like, not in magnitude, but just out of sheer ridiculousness. I mean, I like Jeremy Lamb, Miracle Prayer, Rainbow Express shot. That's the one we need to call it. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. I'm a fantastic Googler. I'm bad at logging in. If they were to do sort of a scouting report of of me and my ability to use the internet. Todd, 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 Todd. 
Yeah, I'm excellent Googler. Not a very good guy that's logging in. Very yeah. good at interrupting the host anytime he's trying to go on a rant. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Dwayne Bacon with the trigger. 3.1 to go. Hornets down by two. Bacon on the bounce to Jeremy Lamb. It's poked away. A heave. It's gone. He hit it. He hit it. It's gone. He banks it at midcourt. And the Hornets win it. Your Hornets knocked off the Raptors at the horn. Are you kidding me? A finish you will never see in the NBA. Chris Kroger coming in with the call right there, and that's courtesy WFNZ. Chris Kroger is as excited as I may have heard anybody else on a call that wasn't calling a soccer goal. It was crazy. I think it's part just the all of the pinup um, <laughs> rage, pinup uh, frustration with this team, all coming out in pure. That's joy. all emotion coming out, right? Yeah, there. he's spe- and it's not his. It's actually he is summoning it from all of the Hornets fans that watch these games night in and night out. He's actually like a necromancer summoning it all and then and then it comes out as that that joy that you heard. I kinda I wanna I wanna put like some death metal behind it and drop it an octave and just really like <laughs> I just it feels like it need it needs that. Maybe maybe I do that. I all bang our heads. I would love to hear that. It got play, me juice. Let, let's play that again. At the beginning, you're right. At the beginning it does seem like we are headed for another frustrating Charlotte Hornets loss where they surrender a huge run to the Toronto Raptors. They were up double digits, and then Fred Van Vliet, he hits Fred Van Vliet. He hits a couple Toughest name in the NBA. It was tough. He hits a couple threes. Kawhi Leonard gets going a little bit, and then they completely erase that run, eventually get the double-digit, the, the two-point lead, I should say, over the Charlotte Hornets, and then Chris Kroger... After they get fouled, it seems like he is somebody that is also about to be frustrated. And then we go from 0 to 100 just like that. Kroger gets excited again. Dwayne Bacon with the trigger. 3.1 to go. Hornets down by two. Bacon on the bounce to Jeremy Lamb. It's poked away. A heave. It's gone. He hit it. He hit it. He does not expect it. And then all of the emotion comes out at once. I don't know how you expect that. Who did it? Well, looked, you saw Kimba's reaction. He was stunned. Kimba was angry. Kimba was angry. Not that he didn't get the shot. There was no selfishness there. He was angry that there wasn't an executed play because it was not. So as you brought up at the top of the show, that ball is poked away by Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lamb has to roll. And if you heard his comments in the locker room, he has to have the presence of mind. He actually thought about allowing that basketball to roll across the half-court line mm-hmm. so he wouldn't flirt with a backcourt violation. So while there's only about 3.1 seconds left, something like that, while there's only that many seconds left, he still has to wait. So he has to wait a little bit more so he doesn't get the backcourt violation, which to me, that is an incredible presence of mind. So he picks it up. Pascal Siakam, he doesn't just play the odds and allow that ball to bank off the backboard and basically miss with a lot of ferocity, right? I mean, it, you're just not going to see that. Pascal actually puts a hand in his face. He actually tries to defend this. And so Jeremy Lamb, as a result of that, has to throw it up to the moon where it is out of the camera for a long time and then banks it in. 
And so Jeremy, discussing that, he says, you know, I have to, I have to let that go across the backcourt. I have to let it go across the half-court line so I don't get the backcourt violation. I just let it go. And, of course, he thanks Jesus Christ for doing so because that's the only way that it goes in. And for all of that to happen and to result in a win against the Toronto Raptors, you just heard all of the excitement and the emotion come out in the one Chris Kroger. And you wouldn't have been there without – uh, five threes from Dwayne Bacon, who has he hit five threes all season? Like, has that happened all season? No, I don't think so. Not in a, I mean, certainly not in a game. And this is somebody that has struggled with his shot shooting from beyond the arc. It's much more of a mid-range guy. And for him to have that good of a game, it's impressive. That is something I want to do for tomorrow's show. I do want to get Chris Kroger's call. I want to set it to some heavy metal beat. And I want to drop his voice an octave. And I want to jam out. I want to party with Chris Kroger. And and some people, some fans on Twitter after the game are are some Debbie Downers and saying we shouldn't be excited about this, that we that this is another win that puts them, they're not going to make the playoffs, even though they, they have a chance now, they're not going to make the playoffs, and they're just hurting their chances to get a, you know, a top three pick, that this is nothing to celebrate. What say you, Walker? No, I, I am celebrating this. And look, I'm watching these last few games with no expectations whatsoever, and it's actually been rather fun. You know, to not have to go in stressful, knowing that the Hornets are going to do what we've seen the Hornets do quite a bit the last couple of seasons, and that they are going to be in the playoff race, and eventually they're going to fall out of it. I've already accepted that this season. Now, Nada has been brought back in with this shot. I would advise him heavily not to do so. Our he, br- own, he brings this stuff on himself. He does, and, and we are worried about his mental health. This is somebody that should not be flirting with the shot of the Hornets getting to the playoffs, and nor... Would I advise the listeners to do that? Look, take this shot for what it is. It's awesome. It's a fantastic shot that we will always remember. This will go down in Hornets history. I think it'll be just like the Baron Davis shot where it's a regular season game, but we remember it. We'll always remember this shot. The Lance Stevenson shot, too, a couple of seasons ago. I'm not even joking. Like That was an incredible, I believe it was against the Atlanta Hawks, incredible shot. He, you know, he stood up on the scorer's table. Like it was, <laughs> a, no, it was just in terms of the, the, the number of moments that we've had as Hornets fans post- them coming back it's that shot it's lance it's kimba 60 it's it's just a lot of kimba no it's a lot it's a lot of kimba jeremy did give you a game winner against detroit which was fun but this one is insane and so what it should not do at least in my opinion it should not allow you to crawl back into the playoff picture and if you want to okay but it's not going to allow me to so i think you take this weekend for seeing a lot of good basketball from the younger guys, uh-huh. considering that they beat the Celtics and the Raptors, two very good basketball teams, they beat them with their younger guys, whether they do have the fresh legs or not. Freshest legs you in should, NBA. You should be excited that they actually got these wins and still take into consideration that they are two games back of a playoff spot. They do have a West Coast trip that includes both the Golden State Warriors and the Utah Jazz. And you can still, both things can be true. You can understand it's still going to be a long shot for them to make the playoffs, but still be excited that we got some good things this weekend. And I'll just say, to that point, Walker, they had to do two things in both of these games that they really have not shown the ability to do all season. One is offensive rebound. They had 14 offensive rebounds in both of these games. Against Toronto, they got 22nd chance points out of that. Against Boston, 24. That was a significant factor. And then three-point shooting. In both games, they knocked down 18 
three-pointers. Can they keep that pace up for another nine games? Probably not, but damn it, it's fun while it's happening. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. And I I understand there's going to be a lot of people that are angry because they did not win and they it hurts the draft stock. It hurts the draft um, odds for them to get a higher pick. But whatever for me, I mean, it. I would rather have these moments. I would rather have this kind of experience yeah. for the younger guys too. I mean, give if you're asking me to have better odds at a selection one spot higher, or to get a good win where these younger guys actually play a whole ball game and they get the win themselves, not because of the veterans, but because they actually contribute in a big way. You know what? I'd be just fine taking what we got from them. Miles Bridges performed very well this weekend, putting up 20 points against the Boston Celtics, putting up 16 against Toronto. You got a couple of good games from Malik before this Toronto game. He did not play well against Toronto, but at least you got two games that were good in a row. Dwayne Bacon went to the free throw line a lot. I think a few games back he gave you 20 points in this Toronto game Devontae Graham did a bunch I think of intangibles that I think you liked offensive rebounds a couple big ones a couple of assists as well I I think you take all the good from the young guys and you run away with it as a good memory in what has been largely a disappointing season we might have to get used to Miles Bridges corner three good being a phrase that is uttered most every game like he is becoming a corner three wizard You need franchise buy-in. You need franchise belief from your young guys. So there's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with what is happening now because if they have any chance of developing the youth that they have, it it has to come with victories. I mean, look, Chicago and Atlanta are going through the same thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't behoove them to win every game, but they need moments that these young guys can hang their hat on and and turn in to to more victories in later seasons. How about Kimba getting 13 assists in that game against the Raptors, by the way? Very overlooked stat in this game. There's a lot of other things to pay attention to. And this is somebody, as you mentioned, Doug, somebody that looks to be hunting for an All-NBA selection, and deservedly so. Of course, anybody wants to get that money. Absolutely. And so you saw in the Boston game, and Kyrie complained about it after the game, that they did not really... He's so gone. They didn't really double... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he didn't. They didn't double Kimba Walker. They allowed Kimba to torch them. And, and it's true. And Toronto, you could see if the Hornets were to get into the playoffs and deal with a Milwaukee or a Toronto, the game plan is there. Take away Kemba and hope that Dwayne Bacon doesn't knock down five threes in the third quarter and Jeremy Lamb hits a miracle shot, and you're probably going to be all right and win a seven-game series. So, like, the model is there. It's why Kemba desperately needs more than Jeremy Lamb, more than Dwayne Bacon, more than Miles Bridges. And, and the Hornets are going to have to find some way to deliver that to him or at least deliver the promise of that if they want to keep Kemba. Uh, they gave it to him the last couple games, and that's something that's been fun to watch. Are you in your car a lot, driving to work, driving the kids around? If you have a smart device in your car, and more and more of you do now, tell your smart device to play Locked On Hornets. Don't fumble around with your phone and Bluetooth. Just say play Locked On Hornets and make drive time LOH time. I told you at the top of the show my knee is killing me. It is brutal. It's as bad as an injury as I've suffered in a while, and I don't know if that says a lot less about me, but I can't walk very well, and I did a couple of stupid things <laughs> in the media softball game that this I partook in in this weekend. So stick around and listen to that story here. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're Locked On Hornets. 
This is Locked On Hornets. So wait a minute. Do we value players that forget plays all of a sudden? I thought we were. <laughs> we loved LeBron James because he remembered he could cite to you every single play from every game he's ever played in. Now all of a sudden, we like players who have no idea what happened on the previous play. I don't think you want him to play scared, right? It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Definition of rote, R-O-T-E, it's a noun, mechanical or habitual repetition of something to be learned. That's something I could get behind. That could be a word that we decide to keep on using and try to bring back like stalwart. That was brought back in the 1940s, right? Stalwart was started to, it started to be heavily used again. It dipped in the mid-20th century and then saw a sharp rise around 2008. And I'm telling you, sports brought <laughs> stalwart back, and sports is going to bring back the word rote. His defense was rote. <laughs> Looking at the NBA standings in the Eastern Conference right now, like I said, the Hornets, they are two games back of that eight seed. Orlando is in between the Miami Heat at the eight spot and the Hornets. They're in the ninth spot. So the Hornets, they're just one game back, or they're two games back, the Magic are just one game back of the Miami Heat. Now, the Miami Heat and Orlando Magic, they do play each other soon. I'm going to try to pull up. They do play each other tomorrow night, in fact. So one of those teams is going to take an L. One of those teams is going to get a dub, and that will hurt the Hornets, but at least one team will become that much closer to the Charlotte Hornets' place in the standings. Problem is, or it's actually a good thing, the Hornets, they do have the Orlando Magic. It's the last game of the season. It'll be the last one um, between Steve Clifford and company and them trying to find out if they're going to get that last spot. Other teams that are up in the Eastern Conference standings, the Brooklyn Nets have actually won a couple games in a row to bring them back to the sixth seed. Detroit is the seventh seed. So there's your NBA standings. To me, still, Hornets just a little too far back. At least there's a fighting chance because of a 50-footer by Jeremy Lamb. Just unbelievable what happened. Look, I mean, if he's going to keep hitting shots like that, if the Hornets are going to continue to be this exciting, would would you not like to see at least four more games of this? And for those that are in Charlotte, wouldn't you like to see two high-profile games? I think I would. Sure, I would like to see it. And if he's going to hit 50-footers like that, then I think you have a really good chance of winning. If look, if the Hornets' contract situation were different, <laughs> like if they could, you know, make some major moves to unload some of these contracts, and the the situation was going to be much different next season, then I would totally be with you. Like lose, man. Like tank, man. But that's not that's not reality. Is so that what just, people sound like when they ask the Hornets to tank? <laughs> no, come on, man. Just just tank, man. This weekend was embarrassing for me. Not not in a crazy way. It was just something that I did was pretty dumb. So the first problem that I had was playing in this weekend's Charlotte Knights media softball game. It was a lot of fun. They hosted a Knights day, so you got $2 beers. I appreciate Doug and producer Katie coming out there and filming. It seems they got the good stuff. They didn't get any of the bad stuff, or at least they didn't release the video. Unfortunately, no, I did not expect you. So it, so I got a video of him hitting an RBI triple uh, brought in a run, almost brought right. the almost brought the team back, and then I thought that was as exciting as it was going to get. So I put my phone down. It was there were two dollar hot dogs. I was double fisting those. So I put my camera down, and and then all of a sudden, you 
there was a sacrifice fly and you decided to check up. I do. So what happens is Will Kunkel for Fox 46 here in Charlotte, we had confirmed that he was a former college baseball player before the game. Dude was good. Oh my God. He was a slugger. Hit tanks. He was a tank. He hit tank shots. Will Kunkel is actually out there. There's five outfielders because you just have a little bit too many people playing baseball beyond the nine that you eventually field. So he is playing a little shallow. And I have QCB. If you don't know QCB, he's a radio host as well. QCB is actually hitting behind me. So it's actually a long at bat. He sends one out to the outfield, but it's a little shallow. So Will has to come in and dive and actually catches it. It was an impressive catch from Will. I have to check to see if it actually does hit the ground, but I'm just going to stay at third. There's nobody forcing me out. So I'm cool staying where I am and just checking out the progress on whether Will actually caught it or not. He does. Problem is, is he's on the ground. I feel like he, not in necessarily a bad way, but he's feeling himself. He makes a good catch. He holds up his glove. Everybody's kind of clapping for him, and everybody's just kind of digesting what just happened. Oh, but not me. Not the guy that is on top of the game. So I tag up shallow by the way this is in shallow the and it's in the shallow outfield i tag up and i start running for home now i make a little glance out of my left eye to see if he's actually thrown thrown the ball yet he had not while i was halfway there so i thought i'm okay i'm good i'm i'm going to have a stand up run here that ball comes zooming in very quick rope it was a rocket he throws it home and now i see the ball get thrown And now I'm thinking, oh, hell, I don't know if I'm going to need to go down or not. (laughs) I did not want to be that person that went all out in a media softball game. (laughs) I became that person, and I did not want to. I wanted to make fun of that guy after the game. I became that guy. Well, see, I didn't even know if you could check up. I thought that was kind of against the rule because you can't steal bases in that that little celebrity softball game, the, the rule set that you guys had. And, and so was, I, I was questioning, is this even legal? It was a risky tag, but I went for it, and I thought I had it pretty easily. Eventually, he throws it home. So while the ball is traveling in the air, the catcher, it was on target, and it was a bullet. So now I'm thinking, do I actually have to get down and make sure that I get this run in? Because we had zero outs at the time. There was one after the catch. And so I thought, okay, well, I can't turn zero outs with a man on third into two so and base is empty. So I couldn't much do thought. this. So what happened was I was caught in between wanting to stand up and wanting to slide. And it happened exactly how you might imagine that. <laughs> so I decided just to fall while going forward. And what happened was I did a dive slide where my knee just gets destroyed on what is basically an outdoor mat with heavy bristle. It's basically think of it as you're about to come inside and you have to wipe your shoes off on this very thick, heavy bristled mat. That's what served as right. That's what served as home plate. And so I do a flip. I actually flip and land on my ass. And so I, I do the safe sign. I try to you know be funny about it afterwards. I start jogging to the dugout. I look at my knee. It is sick. And for confirmation, I have somebody right here with me that actually got to see the knee injury after about an inning of play after that. I'm wiping the blood off of the inside of my shorts. Mm. I don't want it to make it a big deal. I'm somebody that would suffer from anxiety on that front. I don't want everybody to make a big deal out of it. So I'm try- I'm taking a shirt out of my backpack to make sure I wipe it all down. And then I go to Doug, who is sitting next to us in the dugout. Basically, I go see him. I show him the knee. 
and it is sick, and I got that it was sick based off of his reaction as well. Oh, yeah. I almost, I almost vomited. <laughs> it was so gross. It wouldn't stop bleeding. I was sitting there afterwards. They gave food to us afterwards, and I'm sitting there eating with a couple of other people that I just met through the media, and now... I feel blood running down my leg as I'm standing up eating. Excuse me, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. I have to clean it out. And now, basically, I can't bend my knee because it's in that process of scabbing over. It's very mm-hmm. gross still. And I can't bend my knee. I'm glad I've got, you're telling us all about I've it. I've got paper towel taped over my knee Blech. currently to soak up anything that is out. Not to be crazy gross, but there's no other way to describe this. And so that was the stupid thing that I did this weekend. I did have a fumble in the outfield where it's not like I dropped a ball, but I did have to turn around. I was playing Will Kunkel opposite field. That Will Kunkel can play some baseball, apparently. He hits it opposite field, and I play way too shallow. I try, I have to turn and run, try to pick up the ball. I short arm it because I'm panicking. I finally pick it up and throw it in the infield, and that was the mistake that I had of the day. But I did hit an RBI triple. I did get a running out out there as well. But, man, I had a couple of mistakes this weekend. And that's the story. What do you think hurts worse? <laughs> Your knee or Chris Kroger's voice? <laughs> My knee hurts pretty damn badly. But he, he is – Chris is not talking today. Anybody that wanted to hit him up to be a guest on their radio show, he's not talking nah. today. He can't do it. He is currently gargling – peroxide right now just as i had to put peroxide on my knee so you did a flip you did a flip onto were you safe absolutely yeah, yeah, i was yeah, safe yeah, i scored the, the run, run please well it was good that your knee took uh, the worst of it because it saved your ass <laughs> i mean did. listen if i'm gonna pick between a knee burn and an ass burn i mean ask uh Ask our man, uh, <laughs> oh, Matt that's Geiger. Right. That's right. It was, you don't want to pull your ass. I, I, I don't want to pull my ass. I don't want to burn my ass. I don't want to burn my knee, but I'm guessing that I'm, I'll give it to Chris today after that call. That was an amazing call, but my knee, it is absolutely killing me. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios, and we appreciate you joining us here today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Again, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Hornets. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Lockdown Hornets. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Jeremy Lamb! Killing it! 35!